What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? I had you people try to get a little track lead, not to jump around like a bunch of Kansas City faggots. Malcolm Go Podcast. Today is September 6, 2017. Sure, why not? Whatever. We could, it's good call, enough. Call it as I see it. Um, back with me again. Se- seems to be my new permanent co-host, Tyler Trainer. What's going on, Ty? How's it going, Tone? Pretty good. Uh, I'm pretty pumped up. I mean, I like the way that we started. Got a little risque with the Blazing Saddles quote. I see if anybody caught that. Uh, then we got the... Hate Me Now by Nas, the anthem for the season opener. Uh, yes, you can hate Tom Brady and Bill Belichick now, but they ain't, they won't stop now, as Nas said. Yeah, I fucking uh, I love that do your job bit at the end when Belichick's basically just like, uh, he's like, yeah, there'll be a time to reflect, but definitely not now. We have more championships to win. We have another game coming up. It's we the best. Just, he um, he just doesn't give a shit. No, he, at the uh, what was it? Um, was it the end of that where he's yeah, where do your job. Anyway, we should discuss that because um, it was amazing. Do your job, too. I think it was better than the first one. Ernie Adams. How classic was that guy? I he know. fucking wears the pink stripe shirt with pink stripes behind him on the whiteboard again, trying to fuck with everybody. And then um, he's just dropping – he fucking uh, dropping knowledge all over the place, talking about um, – what are you talking? You know, basically spying. I don't want to say spying because that's a terrible word to use in New England. But he's yeah, uh, a little risky. Yeah, he's a, he stands at the fifty yard line and watches the other team play and watches every single step that they make. See, maybe if they get a mistake, he said he was watching Julio Jones, said he couldn't plant over his right foot, all that crap. That part was awesome. When they're yeah. basically like, yeah, the last time he planted on his right foot, foot to was cut like left. week six, yeah. <laughs> third play of the fucking game, and he November, hasn't really planted from the right foot and moved left ever since, and yeah. does no, the first place of the Super Bowl yeah, for like a thousand yards. November 14th, play number seven. Uh, he ran out right at the ridiculous. 22-yard line. It's ridiculous how in-depth this uh, this coaching staff – I wonder if every team does that. They have to. I mean, this, maybe I don't know if the pitchers are that good or just like – it would make sense that they're like they overdo it because they're so good at it. Like the, the, the point of where Patricia and everyone was like, well, we know the refs two weeks earlier. These the same crew. They called the holding penalty against uh, on James Harrison when he was rushing and he on Eric Fisher and it negated a two point conversion. And uh, we were like, I thought it was going to happen again if we did that same play with Chris Long. So we just sent Chris Long, and fucking sure enough, there's a fucking holding penalty on Chris Long, which basically negated you know their entire drive. They started at like the 25 and fucking got somehow ended up behind midfield. Um, so they just like they 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 study everything from defenses, think, offenses, the fucking referees. It's ridiculous. I think every team does do it, but I think the Patriots make it from the top down. Every single player, every single you know coach on the staff has to all be able to do as good as the best guy. So they have to do your job. Yeah. You're saying. <laughs> um, so it was amazing to watch um, the the anatomy of the comeback, which I felt douchey just saying that, but. Uh, <laughs> I, it, it was does. better than the first one where – well, actually, the first one had a, a great moment, like a like a blow-your-load moment where, like, fucking Ernie Adams is talking about in, in Patriots porn world where he's talking about how they fucking practiced the Malcolm Butler yeah. uh, interception in practice and how he, like, came up with it. This guy's like – I almost wonder if he's the best – like, he's the coach. Like, he's, like – he's hidden behind the scenes so much that, like – but he knows all this shit and he's talking to Bill all the time and – if anybody uh, should be like a poster child for like autistic people, because he's clearly he's definitely he's, a Rain Man yeah. version. He's like a one of those savants that knows like every fucking zip code in the country. Yeah, like, they always like give like people give autistic people like oh they really can't get in the world, they can't do this. 
Ernie Adams is one of the best NFL <laughs> prodigies out there. Like he should be going. I would to call him a prodigy. The guy's a hundred. Well, I don't know. If prodigy is the right word, but whatever. You get the you get yeah. the gist. All right? I do. So he's he's definitely like that. He's a uh, he's he's a little he's on the spectrum, one hundred percent. But um, what does it matter? Do you think you don't hear yourself in the headphones? Yeah. How do you turn the fucking the cans up? Turn the can turn the cans up. You hear yourself now? Oh, there we go. Much uh, better. Much better. So anyway, I was talking loud into the mic, but yeah, he's definitely autistic, but he's he's like Rain Man where he just knows he knows one thing like and it's football. But he also I heard that he was like a when he wasn't coaching football, like before he came to New England with Belichick, I think that he, he wasn't doing anything in football. He was like a genius stock market guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? And he was like just killing it on the stock market and so he was got bored of it and was like, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna coach football and be awesome at it. Or not really coach at all, just be some type of ridiculous name is it his his title is football research director or director of football research which isn't a thing no. just made that up they pay him a zillion dollars i'm sure a year and uh he tells belichick what to do from the booth it's unbelievable he's like fucking the man behind the curtain yeah that was a that was a great great do your job too i loved uh how how smart Bel- like how the foresight of Belichick, not the foreskin, the foresight of Belichick, where he said, um, "Oh, don't go there, Tim. Not <laughs> this year, about not the, week one." About how he knew that the, you know, he he was he was mad that the year prior they lost in the uh, AFC Championship game because they basically ran on a two point conversion plays. Yeah, and he was like, "We need a couple more two point conversion plays because I just feel like it's going to go down to that." And he thought about going for two if he scored the touchdown first and just going up eight nothing. I was like, "Why? Why are you doing I that?" Know. He just overthinks everything, but obviously he fucking settles on the right things to do all the time how afraid of is every coach on that staff afraid of getting fired constantly because no matter every single coach was like you know bill just he's that much of a genius <laughs> to think of extra two-point plays bill just knows everything let's trust me bill knows he, he when yeah. he comes in he tells me i follow like he, like because he thought of extra two-point plays that's why <laughs> we're super bowl champions because of yeah. bill belichick like there's not one other coach in the league that has maybe three two-point conversion plays no shit. That. <laughs> exactly you don't have a you have fuck, every single play is a two-point conversion play by the way it's there's not shit. just a, a special thing <laughs> a, you fucking every single one is a, two, a try, attempt at a two-point conversion play they they've been doing if anybody did an ounce of film study They've done the same two-point conversion play in almost every single Super yeah. Bowl, by the way. That fucking uh, that direct snap to the running back, they've been doing that since fucking 2000. It used to be Kevin Falk and J.R. Redmond and fucking... Kevin Falk made it famous in the Carolina game, but they do it every time. I mean, it's, I don't think it's ever been stopped, by the way. No, I don't want to jinx them, but it, yeah. it's never been stopped. Yeah. And if you did one ounce of research on the goddamn team, you know that that would... And you'd think of all teams, the Falcons, who... The GM and the uh the you know the that president fucking is fucking Pioli. Yeah, but they're all ex Patriots guys that were with the Patriots in the yeah, in the original dynasty. You'd think they'd know the play that basically helped them win the second Super Bowl. You know what I mean? And they didn't. But whatever. It was a good watch. There was another one on tonight, the America's game, which I think is the full season. Oh really? Yeah, I didn't watch it. I mean, we DVR'd it, but. Uh, it was just they had do your job on again, and then they had the, the uh, America's game. I have to watch that. Yeah, you Friday, Friday, but I got a big game. You tomorrow. had a lot of daddy duties tonight. Yeah, you're all I, over the place. It's ugly. The eldest boy, the son, wouldn't. My son wouldn't go to sleep tonight, and uh, we you had know the what infant I like about out your here. Household is that you're not afraid to hit a child. If <laughs> well, it's just how we how we were raised. You know what I mean? It's, it's a little school, different here. Old school parents. I don't care if you. Six weeks old or two two years old, you're gonna get a whack if you, you get out of line. You back talks, you're gonna get the rule. Exactly. It's the podcast. You want to get up on the podcast? I up, son. I saw. Um. So anyway, I mean, this things have changed since last week. We had a lot of chat about who was gonna make the team, who wasn't gonna make the team. Uh, turns out most of the guys that we thought were gonna make the team didn't for various reasons. Uh, Car losing Car was probably. It was the toughest blow in my book because I thought that they were going to keep him and uh, you know at least try and get him through to the practice squad, which I think they did. But he was he was he was picked up by the Saints, which makes sense. I mean, they're in elite offense. I got into a fight with a guy on Twitter. At a boy. Yeah, it was feisty, a feisty battle with him about how I was talking about how uh, Jacob Hollister made the team ahead of uh, ahead of Carr and DJ Foster, and I thought that was shocking. And he was like. 
Sh- shocking. What do you mean shocking? Obviously, he made the team. I mean, he he uh, Foster was too slow, can't make the routes, and uh, Austin Carr is too slow out of his routes. I mean, what are you talking about? He fucking was dominant the whole preseason. I obviously, they know. tried to get him through to the fucking practice squad, and he got picked up by the fucking elite offense to play on the team. He wasn't. You know, he didn't get picked up to go on the on the practice squad. He got picked up to go on the roster week one. They fucking know he can play. But this kid was like, oh, well, you know, they were fucking just don't go at me with football knowledge. All right. I know Austin Carr can play. I know I know a white boy that can play when I see him. <laughs> I obviously know who Hollister is, but for the fans, up there. <laughs> <laughs> for the fans, he's a tight end. Oh, he's, all right. <laughs> he's a guy that, you had trouble with him last week. He's that he's the third tight end who is like a just like a like a in the Hernandez mold. Doesn't block. What just runs. That, uh, that good old Irish boy, Shaughnessy, did he make Oh, uh, they cut his ass. Gone? Yeah, they didn't like him. He's too Hate Irish. Hate to see it. Hate to see it. <laughs> By the way, Irish I have need a, not apply. I have a line on a an Irish horse in Cork on race number six in Cork. If you take the seventh horse, you know, put some money down. He's going to be... He's, I have a, a source. He says he's locked. I'm not giving out names. But he's a Drunken lock. stupor. Yeah. Good horse in uh, Friday, race number eight in Cork. <laughs> You're spending your money wisely, I can tell from the start. You're betting on Irish horse races. Oh, it's fucking drunk, a bunch of <laughs> drunk idiots, fucking slapping horses. Who rides the horses over there? Irishmen? They're all five. Yeah, they're all five two. Anyways, it's weird yeah. they don't do it like America. They you come out from like the right side and you go, you do like a double loop and then you finish it. Like the American tracks, it's just a circle. They do like an S curve. Yeah, it's weird. I don't like that one bit. No, you have to cross the track, and that's fucking... It's what? great. It's wild. A lot more cheating involved like, than the Irish Is it like racing. rad racing, where they go into hell track? That is a terrible reference for anybody, but if anybody's <laughs> ever seen the movie Rad, a 1985 Karate Kid ripoff where they ride BMX bikes, oh. you're, you're dying at home, trust me, where they're riding hell track in the kicks bowl. <laughs> That's you what know, we do. We have a we have a nice niche audience that I do. likes the, rad. People that like only like rad racing. The the movie Rad, which if you watch it, you'd probably like it. I grew up watching it and it was it's terrible. I make my watch my wife watch it all the time. It's fucking horrible. Horrible quality. I, I hack it offline and I still am obsessed with it. It's literally it's almost a direct copy of uh, Karate Kid in every sense of the word, except for there's not an Asian man that taught him how to ride BMX. He was just naturally good at it. They just cut the Asian right out. Oh, Uh, jeez. BMX racing. Ridiculous. (laughs) It was awesome. Uh, You know who's in it? Aunt Becky from Full House. All right, enough rad talk. Um, She's the love interest, though, as a young young lass. What is she, like 16? Yeah, probably 16, 17. Mid-80s. Wow. Uh, and then and Uncle Jesse. They had a couple of stars in it. That Talia Shire was the mom, who's a uh, fucking Connie from The Godfather, or Rock, or Adrian from Rocky. You might know oh, yeah, her yeah, as. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they tried to make it a hit. Didn't work out. But I mean, I, literally, the movie's uh, I think an hour and like twenty minutes, maybe. It's like it's like an hour and thirteen minutes. That's a, <laughs> that's like, a good movie one. Now they're like fucking four hours. I know, long but I, don't, I feel like that's they. It might they, be too short. But they left all these songs in it. They left. Uh, like full songs, so they uh, I don't know, it's weird. So they do like a an intro at the beginning, where like the it's a the song goes getting ready to break the ice, <laughs> getting ready to take another spill, and it's just a bunch of uh, ra- just a just a bunch of BMXers going up like uh those those full pipes, and they're all wearing their BMX gear, and it's, well, it goes on for like five minutes, and then at the end that the big race, there's like twenty guys in the race, right, and there's only th- two main characters or. Two main characters and two like kind of off to the side main characters, and they um they announce like twenty five guys, and there's just a song. They in- for no reason they announce all twenty five guys <laughs> where they're from. Like it's a real fucking race. I mean, they go right down the line. They go from fucking Crew Jones, who's the main main guy, Bart the Man Taylor, who's the bad guy, ends up being a good guy at the end. And then uh, that's a spoiler. And then they have uh, um you know, like all the way right down the line to Hollywood Mike Miranda, but. I mean, Hollywood Mike Miranda, classic. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, we don't have to talk about Rad anymore. But it's, I mean, everybody at home should watch because now I'm going to talk about it every single episode from here on out. We'll have Rad drops next. Yeah, we should. Fucking getting ready to break the ice, drop. Um. So what happened out? What else happened? They IR Shane McClellan, which is, I mean, I think everybody expected it, but now it's kind of weird because you can do IR to return, but you don't have to tell anybody that. So, like, you don't know if Shay McClellan's out for the year or not. And even though he was tweeting s- at my Reddit friends. They don't uh, even say why he's hurt, right? Just Yeah, they don't no even, I don't know why he's hurt. They just put him on IR, uh, and they say it's to return. 
So they they kept him on the roster. Cut Brandon Bolden. That was weird. They kept him. They kept because you have to keep veterans on the roster to put them on IR, yeah. or they're gone for the season. So they have to make the fifty three year fifty uh, three man roster. So they kept McClellan on there, IR him the next day, then brought Bolden back. But now they have like no edge depth. So they bring in this guy Cassius Marsh from uh, I can't even say his name. Cassius Cassius Marsh. He's a white fellow that's tatted up crazily in all uh, color ones and he's a he's a no i swear and he's from seattle he came from the seahawks he was like a backup d end over there but he seems like he's decent he was like a high draft pick fourth round draft pick from ucla um a couple years ago you see him he's like a really good special teamer but he's uh you know a friend but they're a stacked defensive line in seattle so he didn't play a lot so um i mean he's coming here to play like the ninkovich role and uh see if he can make 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 it work i mean he's, he's a competitive uh Magic the Gathering player, like he fucking, you know what I'm talking about when he he no, is it some those, cell phone game? No, it's not a cell phone game. It's a it's a it's a Dungeons and Dragons like competitor. It's like oh. a it's a card game. You've seen it before, Magic cards and whatever. I've never played it, but it's like fucking <laughs> sure you have So I don't know how exactly how it goes, but there's a bunch of like you know it's like Pokemon before pa- Pokemon came out. Oh okay okay. But it's like a game. You don't tr- I don't know. You like fight each other. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you, I guess... you you fight each other for HP points or you you kill them with their HP points and fucking dra- court Charizard goes and gets uh people. I don't know. I don't know exactly... how it works. Nerd I'm alert. Not, Nerd I'm alert. Not exactly how know how it works, but Walter the Wizard is the <laughs> of the game, right? He's the guy you want. <laughs> trust me. I don't know, but he's competitive at that. Uh so that's a little fun fact from the Malcolm Go podcast. Um I don't know what what else to say about him really. I mean, hopefully he works out. He's he seems like a high motor guy. Uh, I read a bunch of scouting reports on him. Said he's got off the field issues, which New England guys know nothing about. Uh, Aaron Hernandez did, had no off the field issues. Well, he comes from D line as off the field issues with Michael Bennett just beating the cops' ass. I know. Can you believe that? Poor Michael Bennett getting beat up by police. I, I'm telling you, there's already, there's already. Uh, I'm not going to say it because you can't be the guy that says it. But there's already a, a a little bit of an uprising on on the internet because the video came out and there was none of the stuff he said in it. Uh, where like the cops were had the gun to his head and were telling him they were gonna blow his head off and like was he hammered? I don't know. He I don't know. It was after. The I don't want to say I don't believe him, but I wasn't there. Let's just say I wasn't there. Just, <laughs> let's move on. I wasn't there. Um, I don't know. I want to press the I want to press the panic button because I'm nervous. Um, anyway, so and then we talked about last week Cyrus Jones. We thought about he was gonna make the team. Tears his ACL Ooh. to make the team. Fucking basically, because he I, he was on his probably on his way out. He didn't he didn't look good in his last game. He had a you know I don't even know if he got a punt return, but he's playing corner and he's running with the guy and his knee just fucking collapses on him. Uh, blew out his ACL. So now the Patriots have effectively no punt returner. They have Danny Amendola, Patrick Chung returns punts sometimes. Can we just pick someone up? So yes, that's where I'm going to now. So they so they lose <laughs> Cyrus. Excellent segue, Tyler. Uh, they lose Cyrus, so they move. They they trade Jacoby Brissett, who I thought played his greatest game as a Patriot, even though it was a preseason game. He played his greatest game. He uh, you know threw for four touchdowns, ran for one, <clears throat> was accurate, made decent decisions. Um, you know he was he had one bad interception, but that was kind of on the right tackle. Um, so he played a great game, but they, they end up trading him. They, they they struck while the iron was hot on Jacoby Brissett and traded for Philip Dorsett from the Indianapolis Colts, who and apparently just trade with the Patriots now, like it's a thing. They can just they just trade with the Patriots all yeah. of a sudden. Um, who else did they trade for this, this Dwayne year? Dwayne Allen. Oh yeah, Dwayne Allen. Yes. So they have two trades under their belt with the fucking Colts. That new GM in here is trying to make nice after all the Deflate Gate issues they caused. I don't know. I wonder how Jim Ursay feels about that, that they're just trying to make the Patriots better. I don't even think he can feel anything in his body at this point. It's how many fucking, sets he's jacked up on. Tons of fentanyl in his body. He can't even shit. move. Um, so, yeah, so they added him. I thought Brissett looked good. I mean, I, I, I thought, honestly, I thought he was on the bubble before the game, but I thought he cemented his, his spot on the team after that game. And now I'm a little bit nervous because now you're left with two quarterbacks, a – you're obviously, your number one quarterback, Tom Brady, making whatever he's getting, $14 million this year. Um, and then we'll go up to like 19 or something next year, and then 20 the next. So you got Brady for two more years. You got Garoppolo at the end of his contract right now, and no backup behind him. Belichick, uh, and from all sources, is 
Belichick loves Garoppolo, thinks he's the next greatest thing, won't trade him, won't trade him, won't trade him. But at this point, I mean, if Brady doesn't have an equally good year as last year, or at least close, where it doesn't look like he's in decline, regression, you're in a tough spot. Because if Brady's a stud this year like he was last year, you got to stick with him. You can't change everything. you got to stick with him. No no choice. And uh, so you franchise tag Garoppolo and, and trade him somewhere. Right, because you're not going to pay. Him. Why not? What's you're not going to pay because if you franchise him, you're paying him more than Tom Brady next year. Insane. I don't think that matters. In, unless Garoppolo you know, talk money. As soon as Tom starts mo- talking money in the locker room, he's you, out too. Listen, anybody. I don't care how great you are, how much money you make, but if your backup is making more money than you, I think you're a little bit. Uh, I did the team wouldn't do it. It's just stupidity on the team's point. If you're going to put fifty million dollars worth of uh, cap space to quarterbacks they won't do it penalty on the quarterback coach uh i don't know i don't i don't see a problem with it i say fuck well you're not a gm tyler what would you know (laughs) swinging from the hip here this is a cap space league and uh they won't have it if they fucking have two quarterbacks making 25 million it would make no sense so it's either it's one or the other next year it's not both unless garoppolo takes like a a fucking 10 like an eight million dollar a year Salary to be the backup for three or four more years. I'm sure there's plenty of storefront place in uh, Patriot Place that they can. Yeah, they can do something. They yeah, can, they could f- give him a JG fucking JG ten fitness and just you fucking pay him through there somehow. A scarf shop and just sell scarves. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm not too worried. What's the, what are you gonna do with Brissett anyways? Though is he really the long term? You weren't gonna solution? do anything with Brissett, but he so was gonna be well a body him. that was gonna be Tom Brady's backup, so just like the one. other million that have been just bodies. You know, you didn't want anybody to be playing. I mean, you never had a stud behind him. Matt Castle was like, was a shit bum, and he turned out to be decent with the Patriots. Made himself a fucking decent career. Warrior like wasn't a, bad. All yeah, but all these guys bad. were just not supposed to, you know, they're just supposed to be there just in case. The draft which one next Castle was, was like, exactly, but that's the problem. is Now you're, you're not dealing with Tom Brady when he's 32. He's 40 now. So really at some point, miss. his body's going to fucking collapse on him. I know that he's like a superior person, and by all means, I know that he's the greatest football player and, and, and athlete on earth. The man sells, I got information today that he sells $15 a month, an app where you can uh, you do his brain exercises, oh, for, you and go. you get billed $15 a month. I said, oh, what a steal at any price. A steal <laughs> at any price to think like Tom Brady. I almost I did I I refrained a little bit a little bit nervous about what Tom's doing these days with his uh with his business ventures outside of um outside of the team. This his Alex Guerrero team. is like he's banking on Tom Brady right now. He's like uh, I don't even know if I can compare him to anyone, but he's like Tom could be one of those uh like southern preachers after he retires and just sell out fucking Joel like, Austin and sell it and just exactly. open up the churches, sell out not the open them up every Sunday, not open the church talk. for the flood victims. Um, oh, that's why everyone was going nuts on the. And he was always in the news. I didn't know what he was about. Oh, they were mad at they him. Happy. <laughs> he he has he had a stadium where the Houston Rockets played, and he didn't. Uh, he's a he's he's a man of God. This guy had. I don't know if he sells tickets to get into his stadium uh, sermons or whatever he does. Oh, but absolutely. He I, I don't know if you have to pay, but you might. And uh, it's a fucking eighteen thousand seat stadium in Houston. Uh, he, I think they lied and said it got flooded, so they couldn't open the doors. But the guy's worth fifty million dollars. What kind of preacher or whatever the fuck they're called in the South? They're not called priests, like in in on Earth, like in, in the real no in real religion world up here in the Northeast. Well, um, he's like that. Uh, but he's worth fifty million dollars, um, and he couldn't open up the church that basically paid him $50 million to save all these people. Well, not save them, but He's give like them a house. He's like the mayor of uh, Katrina. When Katrina hit, the mayor said that uh, that God is punishing Katrina for all the wrongdoings and whoring that this city has been doing and alcohol drinking. Is that true? Yeah, he said it out. Like, <laughs> what a good guy. Yeah. 
Yeah, maybe that's how Joel Osteen feels, that Houston needs to be punished for their bad deeds they've been committing. Maybe. It's a, that's what they think. It's God funny. is cleansing them. Yeah, it's like, it's a test. It's a test from God. So dumb. No, it isn't. Just shut the fuck up. It's a fucking hurricane and fucked your city up. But Help also, the fucking people out. You tell me there's not a little bit of Bel- Belichick that could be like a Jim Jonesy type guy. Like, I'd follow can, him. Hey, I'd drink his Kool-Aid. A hundred percent of people would fucking follow him to like some weird place in like northern Maine. All these people some are. Camp. If if you're He's a great so, leader, you can do anything. So charismatic. Like Tom Brady could literally, I don't know what he could make me do, but he could make me do some weird shit. Jim Jones, I have this for a fact, was banging you, all the male uh, like guys righteous. who were on his council. Like he said that he's not gay, but every other guy there is gay. So he is gonna he's bang them. Gay, in the, bang them out of him. He was banging every single guy in the ass at that. Nice little scheme he had going. Oh yeah. Because as as I as I hear in the gay world, uh, having sex with a straight man is is quite the uh, quite the deal, I believe. Oh, I think, that's like a thing. I think it's a thing. I don't know. It's like maybe it's not. Maybe I just made it I up in my head. I, maybe it's something I was hoping a, yeah. for. If I slept with a lesbian, I wouldn't be extra excited. I don't think anybody Unless would be excited about that, especially the lesbian. Uh, yeah, well, it's an old dream. Right, um, where are we? Yeah, who knows? Kansas City. Kansas City. <laughs> um, Talk about people who wouldn't want to hear gay talk. Everybody wants to hear gay talk. Yeah, Kansas City. Um, so tomorrow, the the big bar stool towel situation is going down tomorrow. Fucking people. I see. see he handed out uh, Portnoy handed out sixty thousand of them to uh you know to fans, which is ridiculous. Like fucking the fans showed up of bar stool in their fucking bar stool license plates and fucking t shirts and and were volunteering to grab. Thousands and thousands of these towels to hand out on their own, and it only took them like twenty minutes to find fifty thousand of them on eBay. They were all, <laughs> they were all on fucking eBay selling them. Uh, so, really backfired. Yeah, it did. So now they he was like fucking Twitter shaming all the people. Uh, you know, all, they found all the emails of all the people that were selling them on eBay, and he was Twitter shaming them already earlier. What are you? Like, who's gonna buy them off eBay? You can buy them from Barstool. Why would you or buy you can just eBay? get them for free tomorrow. They're just handing them out. Well, so, people who aren't going to the game must be trying to buy them for some dumb reason. What yeah. are you going to do? Wave it in your fucking waiting room like a retard? No. It'd be fun to have just one, just to keep it, you know? Have it. Put in your bar one day. And who knows? I'm not even going to let them in the stadium. It's going to be a disaster. I can already see it coming. You don't think so? Yeah, I think it's going to be tough. I think that if they notice it, people are going to take it, and it's going to – it will come up. I mean, only thing I think is Kraft is, like, boys with Portnoy, but – it's just a weird NFL thing. I think that he's more obviously he's more uh, loyal to the NFL and the fucking I don't want to say the, the shield. He's more he's loyal to yeah the money basically. And you're not going to sit there and mock the boss of it. No shit. In front you know with millions and millions of people watching though, out there that will yeah there'll be the t-shirts and some people will have them but you just uh, they're not going to show it during the game anyway. I mean it's just going to be a bunch of um you know it, I think he's picturing it as like. When when Goodell like they're not gonna show Goodell anyway. It's not like he's gonna trot yeah, out to the fifty the, yard line and fucking. Towel. They're not gonna give him like, they're not gonna fucking bring him out there like a gladiator and fucking throw tomatoes at him. He's, he's gonna be hot. He's gonna be up in the fucking booth, and it, nobody's gonna show him. I'm sure there's strict orders in the stadium not to fucking show him on the big screen or any of that shit. They'll show him on like NBC, but you'll never know that he's even there. Yeah. Um, he was already at the fucking preseason game and nobody knew he was there until he took that PR photo with those Patriots fans who got fucking mercilessly destroyed on Lamb- every, Some uh, say lambasted. Lambasted all over the internets. Um, those kids were fucking ridi- ridiculous. Why, why would you do that to yourselves? Took a photo with Roger Goodell. You didn't know what's going to happen. And they all looked like they all had brand new Patriots jerseys. Like one of them was the color rush just to like fit that in. It was so clearly. It looked like it was the most clear setup you've ever seen. And uh, I felt bad. I mean, they, they got their names like taken out and like put up published everywhere. Like they fucking raped children. <laughs> it was horrible. <laughs> they got fucking embarrassed in front of everybody. Boston really does have such a grip on New England. I was in a bar. And some, these like 62-year-old guys are talking about the fucking towels. It's like, how, where did you stumble upon this? The like, towels are cool. Twitter. I mean, the towels are a good idea. I like it. And but like, I'm just saying like, how the fuck do these guys know about fucking bars? It doesn't make any sense to me. No, they it's 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 grown so huge here. I mean, they were on like fucking Dave himself. Like, I don't think they know like the the other players of it, but they Dave himself is like on fucking W E E I a ton. Yeah, that's true. And, yeah. So he he's uh you know he goes on there and fucking 
talks about shit and does that stuff all the time. So he's like in the forefront, but everybody else is kind of far behind. Nobody, I mean, the website kind of sucks now, honestly. The website's just, you know. The Instagram is funny. But yeah, the Instagram's hilarious, but it's really just videos taken from other places, you know? know. <laughs> it's just like reposted videos from like fucking people getting drunk and falling down. It's not really, uh, you know, it's not their original content. With a quote about either a basic bitch or... Yeah, I think those are pretty funny. Yeah, when they quote it. Uh, they usually, I mean, they have... From time to time, they'll have some good stuff. They'll write about funny things. Obviously, my boy Jerry Thornton is the goat. He uh, he writes awesome Patriot stuff and football stuff, and he's got a new podcast, the Laces Out podcast, if I may plug it, um, with with uh, Pat McAfee and AJ Hawk. Which is good, but it's not a Patriots based podcast. No, it's not. A, it's so not an uncensored do? Patriots podcast. It's uncensored. See, fuck. See, um, so me and Jer, we were, I wanted to really start a. Um, podcast with him but he bailed on me he went and did it with a former nfl punter and linebacker thinking that that's going to get more hits than a guy in his living room in saugus trying to hurt my feelings here telling him right across (laughs) you were on your way out if jer if jer wanted to start up you were on your way out and you knew it um so tomorrow i'm i'm going bright and early excited ready to go tearing it up tomorrow what time you getting there uh, you know, I'd like to get there early, but uh, the problem is I got a, I got a guy coming with me on a union job. Can't leave the job till three fifteen, so it's ugly. So I got a joke about a union. You ever hear it? I, I haven't heard it. You should tell it right here, right here, right now. It's actually Dominic's, but uh, oh, why'd you tell it? I knew <laughs> I knew it was Dominic's. I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> but in case of bombs, uh, it's gonna. I, uh, yeah, I work for the union. I wrote a little fairy tale about it. it starts off once upon a time and a half. <laughs> Well, uh, Dominic, you stink. <laughs> fucking Dominic. Didn't even write it. Heard that somewhere, probably. What was the time that he did, like, literally Louis C.K.'s act at a show? Oh, his first time going up, yeah. Yeah, his first time going up. He just did And he thought that that was, like, a thing to do. He was, like, doing, like, a, like he was a cover band, just doing somebody's jokes. Um, it was recently, too. He told me a joke. He's like, uh, he's like, yeah, this great bit about, like, choking a girl and then the cop showing up. I'm like, you mean... Bill Burr is like one of his best bits of all time. Like that about the time that, that he cho- he choked a girl and she. He's yeah. like, motherfucker. He's like, I thought I thought of that. I'm like, no, doll. Everyone's <laughs> thought of something. Everyone's done a bit before, right? And so everybody has parallel thinking. You just can't do it word for word. So everyone does a fucking joke about airplane food, right? You just got to be able to make it your own. Yeah. Or if someone tells you that they you've heard it from somewhere else, you just can't. Do you it. just don't do it anymore. It's comedy etiquette. I know, I'm in the I'm in the scene. You're in the biz. I'm in the biz. Um, You've been up at Walnut Street Cafe once or twice. Is that in Lynn? It's on the corner of uh, Walnut Street and what is it, Boston? I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. But every third third Thursday in every month. Yeah, sure. Whatever. We get the nut comedy show going on. It's not a big deal. You guys should come check it out. Gets hopping down there at the at the Walnut Street Cafe. See Big Al. Big Al, arguably the funniest person in Boston. Why doesn't he come on the pod? Is he too big for the pod? No, he just doesn't like me as a person. <laughs> oh, that's a problem. <laughs> doesn't help. <laughs> but if we could just work on that. Um, so Kansas City, Kansas City. Uh, it's it, you, it's going to be tough to play the Patriots at home tomorrow. Emotions going to be high. The fans are going to be in it. Prime time under the lights. Goodell's going to be there getting torn up. The team's going to be on fire. Um, I mean, Kansas City got from what I seen. Like they lost like three of their best players in the last season, and didn't really add anybody. They lost Jeremy Macklin, right? They cut him. He goes to Baltimore. They just cut him. They cut him. That was his best, their best receiver. He Uh, doesn't really fit. Well, no one really fits Alex Smith. He's just so fucking bad. That guy is the worst quarterback that, for some reason, makes the playoffs every year. Well, he doesn't throw it long. He throws it like intermediate, shitty routes. So they they run everything through Travis Kelsey. So. It's going to be a big tight end game tomorrow. It's going to be Kelsey versus Patrick Chung and Gronk versus Barry. Who's their... Uh, yeah, this new guy. The guy that beats women, Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill. Yeah. 13 or 10, whatever. But he beat his pregnant wife like mercilessly once. Well, you know, what are you going to do? Or maybe it was a girlfriend at the time. He might not have been married, so it might not have been, been well, that like, big a deal. Maybe she had it coming. We yeah. don't, don't want to, you know, speculate here. We're not 100% on it. But, yeah. 
Um, but she's pregnant, you know. He's allegedly a scumbag. Hundred percent, definitely a scumbag. I mean, allegedly, he beat his wife. <laughs> we can't really be sure. But she was pregnant, <laughs> and you don't know if he planned that. Um, yeah, maybe it wasn't. He, his. Had, he had a whole plan ahead of him. He was going to go to the NFL first <laughs> before he started doing any any having these kids. Um, of course, he's a scumbag. So yeah, they got him now, and they're trying to make him a big part of the offense. But I mean, that's just speed. I mean, I mean, Belichick neutralizes speed. Always does. At T.Y. Hilton, fucking Mike Wallace. Millions of guys have gone through fucking New England with Even speed guys. Odell Beckham, he had that one catch last year. They played the pass for like 80 yards, and then after that, he had two more for fucking yeah, 10 Yeah, Butler game. really shut him down. That that long bomb touchdown wasn't even a bomb. It was like a 10-yard pass. But that he fucking, broke a tackle. And but, uh, yeah, McCourty blew the coverage. Mm-hmm. And but It wasn't even Butler's fault. It was McCourty. Fucked up the angle. But whatever. That was two years ago. So, um, I mean... Kansas City's they just gotten they've gotten worse. They lost their starting running back last week. Uh Torres PCL or MCL or something. Charles is gone. Charles is gone. So he, now they got this went guy. To Denver. I don't even think he made the Denver roster. Which is weird. I don't know. Possibly. I don't know. I didn't really catch and then uh no, because he got picked up in my fantasy league. And not to say I don't play with the 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 greatest fantasy players of all time, but I'm gonna say that somebody picked him up, so they might they know something. He, I think he's on the roster. I thought he just got cut. Oh, maybe he did. I don't know. Fuck him. Um, either way, now they got this guy Kareem Hunt starting, which I think is like a smaller speed guy. So I don't really know what they're gonna do. They're gonna have to be a lot of tight, very tight end centric with Travis Kelsey because that seems to be their only playmaker on offense right now. Um, the only thing hurting us is the Patriots defense on the edge. I still think that that's an issue. So the like the only player I think that can really play there is right now is Trey Flowers. Um, so. I mean, I really think the Patriots are going to walk this game pretty easily on offense. I mean, the defense of Kansas City is strong, but they lost Don Terry Poe. Uh, Tamba Ali's not playing. No? Uh, no. What about so, Derek Johnson? He's I back. think he's playing. They and, have, uh, and they got that good cornerback who's uh, yeah, my boy from, uh, from Washington. Yeah, Kevin Washington. They got Eric Berry, his Eric stud. Berry's but Gronk has eaten him in the past. Just destroyed him. Um Andy Reid and both both Andy Reid and Belichick are like oh Marcus Peters yeah Peters he's a beast he can play he's yeah, he's, he's like a big cornerback too he's jacked I don't know who's he gonna be on I mean he'll probably yes st- Cooks probably Cooks I don't know if he'll shadow him around the field because you never know you don't even know if Cooks is part of the game plan this week because Cooks hasn't fucking shown anything in the uh, in the preseason so I don't know it could be on Hogan who knows was so they get Raglan I mean that kid from uh, yeah they, he's I don't think he's gonna Alabama. play though yeah he's a little they got him. They traded for him from Buffalo, but either way, I still don't think think that there's a, um, that defense can really slow the Patriots' offense down. No, and not as deep as they used. Unless the, I don't think that the Chiefs can throw on the Patriots at all. I, the only way I can Alex see, Smith is so fucking bad, it's ridiculous. I don't know. He's. I mean, he always seems to get the team to the playoffs and make big plays. I mean, he's, he's not a great he's ten not, and six quarterback. He's what not the a down the field do? guy. He he'll he'll get first downs worth his feet. He fucking makes short passes. He's no. never made it to a big game. He's never won in the playoffs. Did they ever make the AFC Championship? Just no. di- divisional. The Patriots beat him at. I don't know. They've been close. I mean, they 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 even when he was on the 49ers, Kaepernick was the one that got him to the championship. And yeah, the they AFC brought him to the Super Bowl. Right. Um, so I don't know. I mean, he's a decent player, but he doesn't have a, a power running back anymore. Now he's got speed running backs behind him. So if they, they can't run in between the tackles, they're going to have to run to the outside. And that's the only part that scares me is because the Patriots have very inexperienced edge guys right now. Um, if the Patriots somehow figure that out and can stop that edge from getting taken by these speed guys with Tyree Kill and Kareem Hunt and Sharkandrick West, which I think I'm going to name my next kid Sharkandrick. Yeah. I, it's not I, a bad name. Not bad at all. Uh, Sharkandrick Loconti. It's kind of uh, it works. Flows. Yeah, it does. It's not bad. Uh, I mean, Aria is adorable. Oh, <laughs> poor Aria. Oh, she's our third mic tonight. We had her going. She's on the mic. She's the third mic. Mommy uh, Loconti came in and said no, no, had no. To take her away. Um, yeah, the babies are, the moon. It's tough when the kids don't sleep, you know. And now we're fucking podcasting ten forty-five at night. You know, that's where else would you rather be, though? This is the dedication the Malcolm Go gives you. That's right. So, um, I mean, granted, I, I mean, should a, probably have a comedy set. I should be doing, but hey, what are you gonna do? Yeah, <laughs> when they don't pay you, you don't have to go. Um, so I mean, Andy Reid, he's known to have a decent, a very good on season openers. 
Belichick is dominant in season openers. I don't know if he's. I can't even think of one they've lost. They they uh they lost I think to Miami once a couple of years ago maybe. Yeah. Opening day. To Opening Miami day, two thousand fourteen. Yeah. They lost them. But yeah. that was those games are always weird. Miami, it's like fucking four hundred degrees out. It's like a that's like the weird that's like a fucking bizarro world. They that's the only place they usually ever play bad is at Miami, for some weird reason. Yeah, that was back in the day when um, uh, Matt Light fought that D end. Ooh, I D- forgot about that. Who yeah. was that guy? He he was jacked. He had all the tattoos. Uh, it could be anybody in the oh. NFL. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he was like kind of like a uh, fuck. I forget what his name didn't he, didn't he was like, kind of a badass. Like it was like a yeah, they had a brawl. They both yeah. their helmets came off. I remember. Yeah, I don't remember. Didn't they both get thrown out of the, the game? Tossed immediately. Yeah, but it was at the end of the game. But it yeah. was a fucking battle. Yeah. Uh, we lost that game though. They lost that one. Yeah, that's bullshit. Um, so I don't know. I mean, it's 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 just it's the beginning of the game. There's a lot of off season prep. They you never know what they could spring on you. They can also spring on something crazy like the wildcat offense, like the fucking. Dolphins did, you know, just to fucking beat up on yeah. the Super Bowl champs. Kansas and, City was one of the last teams to win in Foxborough, too. They smashed on us. That was not in ago. Foxborough, though. That was, oh, that was in That was Arrowhead. in Kansas City on, on a Monday night oh, in 2014. Yeah, we turned around and beat Cincinnati at Foxborough by about yeah, a million. Yeah, a million the next week. That was on to Cincinnati game, which I think I found something right here that has to go with. We're on to Cincinnati. See? <laughs> Perfect timing, Tony. <laughs> Nailed it. Um... Yeah, so you don't know. They, maybe they, they had a lot of off-season prep. So you, you don't know if they've got some crazy offensive scheme drawn up with these Tyree kills and fucking, who knows, triple option craziness. And like I said, I'm just still nervous about this edge depth. They had Akeem Ayers come in today, a guy that won the Super Bowl with the Patriots. Maybe could be some depth yeah. to bring in. I mean, without Shane McClellan, not that he's a fucking, like a fucking Mike Rabel type, but he's he can he can play and he's got experience in the off, in the defense and playing and winning and he knows how the what they want. Yeah. The Patriots have zero you know, they got Trey Flowers and that's it. They got no defensive end deppth whatsoever. It's or weird. like we, basically our, outside linebackers. linebackers are strong. Well, I mean Hightower's out there, the guy with well, the Well he was, wife. yeah. I mean it was Hightower and McClellan with the starters and now what you don't have with McClellan. The wife? Yeah, Van Noy, I mean he Van played, Noy, he'll play played like bit. eight games with the Patriots. Yeah. I mean he's I mean, it's not. It's tough. Ninkovich is actually maybe the biggest loss. Yeah, he is the biggest loss. Oh, Edelman, but it's a toss. I don't know. It's weird. I, I honestly think they should call Ninkovich and fucking bring his ass out of retirement. He was working out. I saw him. I know he was playing pretty much right up until the season began. He was in training camp. Was, not training what, camp. He was in uh, OTAs and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, he right? was, and he was just like, I'm not doing this anymore. I mean, you got to be in shape. Just fucking yeah. play fucking 20 snaps a game. Help the boys out. All right, before we finish be a Super Bowl uh, champion. Kansas City here, I got a few over-unders for the season Ooh. on the paper. A couple prop bets for you. To start, Tony, I have... Run through a motherfucker face. For no reason. <laughs> I have uh, Patriots over-under and 12 and a half wins. Hmm. I would have said over with Edelman. Yeah, definitely. And I'm going to still say over. I think they're 13 is their bottom. Yeah, I mean, we, they have a pretty With easy Edelman, schedule. I would have said 14 easy. 13, 14 easy. Without him, it's going to be 12 or 13. It's over, but the line, it's a little tighter than it was, yeah. which is a little scary. All right, I have a, there's a few good ones. Tom Brady, regular season MVP. He's the favorite at plus 400. Bet $100, win 400. I don't think he'll be the MVP. No, I don't think so. That's a stretch. But he is the favorite going into the season. Yeah, he's been the favorite before, but he's he's never really the MVP. He, I mean, he plays like one, and he he has a chance to win it every like year. But there's always year. one player that's ridiculous. Like Matt Ryan was great last year. Uh, MVPs. Aaron Rodgers like, is always good. Instead of like giving it to Tom Brady, they're like, well, this guy had a good. He's probably not gonna get another one. Yeah, he'll so never do it again. It to Matt I mean, Ryan. Brady will throw for you know 38 touchdowns and two interceptions, yeah. but Rodgers will throw for 48 and 14 interceptions, but. They'll give it to him because he has fucking, you know, 800 rushing yards, yeah. too. But uh, Brady wins fucking 14 games. Brandon Cooks over under 900 yards. Over. Me, too. Way that's, over. I feel like that's a steal. That should be. That's a good one. Rob Gonkrowski. Who? Oh, Never heard of that guy. <laughs> well, a couple of fucking Guinness <laughs> in on the day. <laughs> I got to work at two and went to the bar with fucking couple of the boys. Um, Get after it. Gronk, over-under on total games played. Ooh, this is a good one. Ten and a half. 
Uh, I'm gonna go over. He looks. He's. He, you see him? He looks very lean. He, he's working out with Brady and that Alex Guerrero guy, that fucking Mr. Miyagi magician. He looks like he lost like considerable muscle mass, but uh, I mean, he looks just like leaner and ready to like a almost like a wide receiver. He doesn't look big anymore. He doesn't look imposing. Yeah, which but is I good, think he's going to be how... more flexible. Yeah. If he can stay blocking and still have the same strength, then he's going to be just as dominant as always, and maybe he can just stay more pliable, as Brady likes I'd to say. Sacrifice the blocking a little to stay healthy. That's fine. You don't have to be the biggest, strongest guy just to fucking. I'd rather be on the field. He has to block, though. That's what makes Gronk Gronk. Otherwise, you just Travis Kelsey. He'll be better than that. Yeah. Uh, all right. A uh, couple more over under on rushing yards. Uh, Mike Gillisley, 750. Under. Nah. Over, under 750. That's going to be close. I'm going to say under. They just have too many running backs. And they do, they, 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 they always ride the hot hand. And you never know who you're going to get. I mean, it's going to be, he'll start two games and then James White will play a full fucking game against exactly. a team he'll that doesn't have the, have. yeah, he'll play like, you know, Mike Gillisley won't see a game. He'll fumble and fucking won't play for a month. Yeah, yeah it would, it's you know how Belichick is. And it's, they go off matchups. Yeah, you'll have a game where Lewis will be the guy. He'll get thirty carries exactly. out of nowhere. And it's like what that's it, exactly. And, and do your job. How good was that when they showed? They were like, well, you know, and when and uh, Josh and the offensive staff are, are sitting there and they're like, how do we attack Houston? And they're like, well, you know, sometimes this this linebacker is a little slow to the edge, and you know who can really exploit that? Dion. Mm. So they play Dion the whole game. And they show him trotting into the end zone doing the plays the exa- yeah. they were talking about. And then they're talking about in the Super Bowl, and they're like, you know, maybe James White would be good in this game. And, uh, you know, they fucking pop James White in, and he's a fucking basically the Super Bowl MVP. And it doesn't ever seem like there's, like, animosity. Like, oh, I want my fucking end zone carry. You yeah. never hear that from the page. Oh, I want my you'd end zone carry. fucking carries. gone. You'd be they gone two fuck. seconds. All right, last one. Stefan Gilmore. Gil- Jesus Christ. Steph- <laughs> Gilmore. Gilmore Over girls. under on interceptions 4.5. Uh, I'm gonna say under. Just not a big interception. It's a weird four. It's tough to get five picks. It's tough to get a lot of interceptions. I mean, I think Butler had like the. I mean, the safeties tend to get a lot of interceptions yeah. with the Patriots and and linebackers, um, just because they play in so much traffic and there's a lot of a, uh, lot of fucking ball bouncing around. I think Butler. What Butler had like two or three last year. Yeah, like, you go back and forth. Some years they'll have fucking five seven or six. Yeah, it's tough to get. Yeah. I mean, I, I like I remember like a few years ago, like Arrington had like eight. Yeah, yeah, but they were all they weren't like his playmaker, you know, interceptions. They were all bobbled and hit to him. So I, I'm betting you like fucking Eric Rowe leads the team with like seven, and they'll all be like because he's the fucking nickel cornerback, and a lot of them will be uh, popped over to him, like it happened in the preseason game a couple weeks ago. I do love me some Eric Rowe. Everyone knows that on the podcast. Eric Rowe is my fucking boy. He's a good player. He's gonna. He's a stud. Um, yeah, so send out Coleman. That was a kind of a weird move. Now Jonathan Jones is officially going to be the other nickel guy behind yeah, they Rowe. They got Jones. They got yeah. Jones and Cole and Rowe are and they, the guys. Yeah, and they get some guys in the um, what do you call it on the uh, on the practice squad that can elevate if they have yeah. to. Well, they always roll up. I feel uh, like another guy Chum. made it, didn't they? And put Herman back there. Yeah. Uh, oh, your fucking your boy Jordan Richards made the team. Unbelievable, by the way. <laughs> fucking unbelievable. This guy has got <laughs> I every. When I saw that. He's got fucking. Uh, I don't even know if you remember this guy. You remember Jake Beckett? No. He was a he was a defensive lineman. They uh, they they drafted from Arkansas. Hog, um, mm. right out of the third round. He was like a defensive end, and I don't even think he was good in college. But they drafted him in the third round. And I think he was it was a classic Belichick reach. And uh, he made the team for like four years. I don't think he ever played a game. He was fucking. He he played in preseason. And was completely outmatched. Just was not good. And he made the team for like four years. And everyone's like, "What the fuck is going on? Why does this guy keep making the team? He's got photos of somebody." And it's exactly what's happening with Jordan Richards. Nobody has seen anything that he could do. People are like, "Well, maybe because they play bigger nickel now." And you know, if if Chung ever goes down, you need a backup. Like people are just making excuses. Like he's just fucking. Yeah. He stinks. Just get him off the team. He it's stinks. Weird. Yeah, it's like you can't name a single play that guy's ever made. I've never hated a, like a player on the like on this Patriots team. I mean, I've disliked players and like. You know, people like to get down on players, but t- typically the team is always good, and the players are always, you know, doing what they're supposed to do. Like Marquise Cole, remember those guys? Like that guy, he yeah. stunk, but like the whole team was like, you know, he was playing his where he was supposed to be, and try, he just couldn't play as good as other guys. So he was. I never cared for people that trashed him guy. a little bit, and I don't really care about him. But like Jordan Richards is somebody that I think really fucking stinks at football. 
He's not good enough to play in the NFL. No, I've never seen him make a play. No, at least other guys have skills that can play. Uh, so let's get to a prediction. Um, I'm going Patriots 30, the Chefs 17. And I'll say, I still think that the Chiefs, um, you know, will make it tight uh, and get, if they can get to the edge on the defense, as I mean, if they can run around the edge, I think that it'll make it a little bit easier for them. They can score more points. I don't think they're going to be able to pass on the Patriots. I think the Patriots' pass defense is going to be elite this this year. Uh, they're going to be up there with Seattle and, and, uh, and Denver. But if the Patriots can shut down the edge and not let the speed guys get to the edge, I think the Patriots, it's going to be a cakewalk, like thir- more like 30 to 10 or something. Um, I think the, just the offense is going to come out on fire. Everybody's going to be fired up. The whole stadium is going to go wild. 30-17 Patriots. Yeah. I, uh, Under the lights. It's tough. I mean, I don't really see the Chiefs scoring too much. I, Alex Smith is so bad at football. It's fucking ridiculous. I don't know how he gets paid. Better than you are. Better, better than you are. <laughs> I don't know how he gets paid to fucking play the game. It's absolutely absurd. But my prediction, what do we got here? You get nothing? All right. Spreads nine. Talking to the mic. Spreads nine. I get get the Chiefs 12, Patriots 24. Only 24 points in the home opener. Yeah. Rusty coming off. I mean, if you go back to the Steelers, they only scored 8-28 last year. Uh, or was that last year or two years ago? Two years ago. Last year they put a – who did they play first? They played – I don't know. I forget. Last year they played somebody. They didn't win the Super Bowl last year. So yeah, yes, they did. Wasn't. I remember no, 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 that. Like <laughs> to open the year. Um, I don't know. They played somebody. doesn't but matter. But, yeah, yeah. I get, so t- Chiefs 12, Patriots 24. Yeah, under in the game, Patriots covering the spread. Cover. Um, yeah, Patriots cover. So I thought of a little something uh, here to, f- to finish the podcast off this week. There's a little thing, still preseason chatter, not a lot to talk about during the season, uh, you know, until we get to the season. So I'm talking pre- preseason here. So I was thinking with the Edelman injury and what happened with him, what is your top three Patriots' most significant injuries of the dynasty since 2000. And I'm not going to go back to Daryl Stingley and being paralyzed for life in the fucking 80s by uh, that shitbag from fucking Oakland. Robert Edwards' knee injury in the sand. Ooh, that's a good one. That is a good one, too, because he was the next star in the making. He was the next Curtis Martin. Yeah, he really was. They had him touted. Uh, all right, you can go first. Uh, my first one would be the Teddy Bruschi stroke. Fresh off winning the third Super Bowl, uh, Teddy Bruschi strokes out. Near, almost had, he should have had to retire, but fucking came back heroically like a fucking uh, a myth, like a mythological man came back and just fucking was a dominant football player for like five more years. But that stroke, um, you know, it slowed him down. He missed half a season, I think. Came back. He got that over the hero. summer, right? I yeah, remember hearing it was right that. after they won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like it was right after they were. Uh, I think they won the second of you know their back to back and had a stroke like two weeks later. And that brings me to my next point. Don't do cocaine. Don't smoke crack. crack. I wish I could get a one quote one time. <laughs> Just get one right for me once. Uh, all right. I had a, I had the year they lost to Denver in the cha- NFC cha- AFC championship game when uh, Nate Solder got hurt that season. That was a real fucking – our offensive line was in shambles the entire year, and I think it was because he was out. When he tore his biceps or something, right? Yeah. That's a good one. Classic Ty Warren injury. Yes. <laughs> Ty Warren and <laughs> brittle biceps. Uh, Teddy, uh, Teddy, Tom Brady's ACL 2008 game, the opener. The year after they go 18-1, and one, come back, have the easiest schedule in the NFL, would have went 16-0 again. I guarantee you. Matt Castle comes in and goes in 11-5. and five. Brady was ready to fucking set the world on fire again. Same offense. Um... They were just going to be one more year in, better. Defense was just as strong. Um, you know, he tears his ACL game one. They end up going 11-5, missing the playoffs because they have a fucking tiebreaker with the Dolphins with Matt Castle. So Matt Castle, who hadn't played football since high school, is the fucking starter, and they go 11-5. and Brady would have won 16-0. Easy. That's, a, that's my number two. What do you got? 
I get a Vince Wilfork and the torn ACL. I mean, uh, torn Achilles. Achilles. That was a good one. After that, and it, it was fucking running up the middle on the Patriots was a joke. Remember they? Um, I remember that year they had they played Denver, and they knew that like they just couldn't stop the pass. I mean, they they could stop the pass, they couldn't stop the run. So just fucking. Um, I mean, sorry, it's all the way other way around, and they just let No. Sean Marino run for like three hundred and fifty yards oh, up the yeah. middle. Remember, <laughs> they well they were trying to stop the run, but they couldn't do that. So there was just like somehow the Patriots still figured out and won the game. But it was like fucking No. Sean Marino. I feel like had three. It was like two hundred and seventy rushing yards up the middle, just running up the middle, doing nothing but that. This is because fucking Will Fork was out. My third one, Gronk's ACL in 2013 from one TJ Ward against the Browns. Um, they would have ended up with the top seed in the AFC. That was the same year that uh, Will Fork went down. So lost the leader on offense, leader on defense, and he was obviously the number one playmaker on the team at that point. Um, you could also toss in Gronk's forearm, Gronk's back, uh, and he's, Gronk's Just elbow. go down the list, really. Uh, <laughs> his ankle, his fucking chest that exploded last uh, year. Uh yeah, so the that was that was he got in the playoffs in 2012. Oh, that was a good one. I mean, they probably would have won that Super Bowl if Gronk didn't have a fucking twisted ankle the week before. But he played. I'll give him he played in the Super yeah. Bowl. Uh, uh, all right, my final one was oh Gerard Mayo. Good one. Torn. Right after he had like 180 tackles the season before. What he had his shoulder? Didn't he twist his knee or something like the first or the. He sprained his MCL or something. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah. But he was uh, gone the entire year, and they yeah. really never recovered. That was when the defense was, like, weak. Hanging on by a string. They had, like, two, two or three playmakers on the team yeah. before they switched over to the 4-3, which made them much stronger. Um, so that's it. I mean, we're going to see. I'm going to do trying to go live a little bit tomorrow from the game. Uh, I think it's going to be an awesome time. What are you going to do for the game? That's still up in the air, you know. Might watch it with a. You might not watch it at all. Comedy friend, yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, DVR. We've knows. seen these things once or twice. What are they getting a banner? It's gonna that's get wild. They don't oh, I'm a, excited about the banner. Though. They don't have a place to put it. They, that's a good problem to have when you have to build an yeah. extra part of your stadium. To I hang still your think they should have put it on the fucking. It looks so cool on the fucking on that uh, on the bridge. Just like hanging down, like dangling. Yeah, they should make them translucent in some way. They could figure something out, so you could make see through. I mean, it's a moot point at this point because now they already built a fucking steel structure to support them under, uh, at the end of the stadium. But I thought they looked awesome I on the bridge. I still don't know where they're going, so I'm kind of excited to see the. Jesus, uh, you are fucking going. out of touch. I mean, it's been I'm, on everything. I think it was on like front of the Boston Globe. I, you know, I'm not really a paper guy. All right, yeah. I get my news from Twitter. That's why I. Think. <laughs> I'm not really sure if Nazis are good or bad based <laughs> off what I've been reading. Good, <laughs> goddammit. Everyone knows that. Um, so, anyway, we'll see what happens tomorrow. Exciting. I think, uh, again, keep contacting us. Get a, get after us on Twitter, on fucking Instagram. We're everywhere at Malcolm Go Pod, at Malcolm Go Podcast, call at Malcolm Go Podcast, at gmail.com. Fucking send us your questions. We'd like to do a mail time. I think we're gonna yeah, we're gonna, we we're gonna start email. a new bit that nobody's ever thought of. Mail time. <laughs> we got one email this weekend. It was some guy from Lynn, and we couldn't even read it on the air. It was that bad. So. Well, it said "axe" a lot. Didn't have any <laughs> "ask." Didn't couldn't couldn't figure out how to say "ask." It was a lot of "axe." Real confusing. Uh, so anyway, until then, uh, we're gonna say "Go Pats." No injuries. Stay healthy. Beat them Chiefs. Check us out on Instagram. Yeah, at Malcolm GoPod. I just said that. Hell yeah! And fucking follow, subscribe, rate, talk about us. Everywhere, tell your friends. Again, send the dick pics. We love dick pics. Multiple. Multiple. All right. Love you. Go pass. Do your job. All right? Don't try to make too much out of it. Just do your job. 47, 8 months ago, right? All for this moment. It's about order. It's about respect. We win this game. You're honored. Your kids are honored. Your family's honored. Stack receivers, two to the right. Russell Wilson extends the hands. He has it. Wilson, quick throw. And it's intercepted. Intercepted to the Butler. Butler has it at the one. Malcolm Butler. And one goes back to throw. And here's the blitz by Mike Ray. the back. Snap ball down, kick up, kick is on the way, and it is good! It's good! It's good! Adam in 
I love you. I love you. You work for us. You're the greatest you quarterback in the world, man. Hey, I love you. Man.